Welcome to The 100 Podcast. It's Ed and Charlie here with you. Hope you're well. Really exciting episode today. Recently, me and Charlie got to sit down with Alex Hartley, the new Welsh fire left arm spinner and general superstar. Does loads of amazing commentary for the BBC, a former World Cup winner. She is a right laugh, great person to talk to, and it was a fantastic conversation. So without further ado, let's go on to Alex. So Alex, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. How are you guys? Awesome, good stuff. So Alex, you've had a little bit of a team change this season. You are now part of the Welsh fire. Um, ahead of the draft, we knew that you were leaving the originals. And I imagine that during that period, you were getting quite a bit of interest from other franchises. So what was the process like for you that ended up with you at the fire? Are you getting a WhatsApp from Tammy saying, come and play for us? Is Michael Leary hitting you up? How does that process happen? I wish it was like that, but to be completely honest, I fired a few messages around to a few teams saying, do you want an average left arm spinner? And the <laughs> Welsh player said yes. So it's not quite like the men where, you know, teams are after you and then they bid for you or whatever. It was, it was very much down to me once I decided I wasn't going to play for Manchester of, of getting in contact with other teams. So Welsh fire were the first team that I messaged and thank, thank God that they said yes. Well, it's a fresh team as well, because obviously the Welsh fire weren't, the best team last year. They've brought in a load of names. You've got Tammy as captain, Fran Wilson's in, Hayley Matthews is staying. Uh, you've got Rachel Haynes as well. It's, it's a very fresh team and a very fresh field. Is that exciting for you? Yeah, it's really exciting. You know, for me, it's it's a fresh start as well. You know, it's a, it's a fresh team. I haven't played with a lot of these girls before and and a real opportunity for me to go and showcase myself. But they, they do look good on paper. They definitely look better than they did in the in the previous year. So it's an exciting time. And I'm wearing the Welsh fire colours, I would yeah, say. Yeah, like, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, you've obviously played with Lancashire quite a lot. I think you had a brief stint with Sorry, but uh, during the T20 stuff was four or five years ago. So, but you played a lot with the Lancashire girls and at Manchester. Is it going to be weird going from playing with them and seeing them all the time to then facing off against them? You know, the likes of Eccleston, Cross, all of that. It must be a bit weird. Yeah, it's already weird because there's already a bit of banter flying around the fact that I'm just abandoning the team for four or five weeks or whatever it is. But yeah, it is weird. You know, I'm, I'm born and bred in Manchester. This is where I live. This is where, you know, I've, I've been brought up. So to then sort of leave Manchester for what will be four or five weeks to go and play for a different team it is a bit peculiar, but I, I guess it's exciting. It's something new and, and it's something that I haven't experienced for a very long time. Yeah, obviously you played with Sophie Eccleston in the originals, who is the best bowler in the world. Will it be nice to be the true number one spinner for fire this year? I mean, I've been there before. I've, I've done that and she is very good. You know, she is the world's best. It wasn't between me and Soph who was going to play for Manchester. You know, Manchester would have had three left arm spinners in their team with Hannah Jones as well, who is an unbelievable player. Um, it was just a case of, you know, I, I wanted something different and, and wasn't happy with the with the contract that was given to me. As of, am I going to be the best spinner? I don't think I am going to be the best spinner. They've got some good players. You know, Hayley Matthews is a very good off spinner. They've got a few young spinners as well and, and Fee Morris from Western Storm. So I'm very much not going into that team as the best spinner. Scenario for you then. You're playing the Manchester Originals at Sophia Gardens. Let's say 24 runs, you off 14 deliveries. You've got the ball in hand. You've just got Ellie Threckled out. Kate Cross wanders out to the middle What's your plan? What What are you giving her? I'm just going to laugh at her and tell her that she's only <laughs> in two or three balls. Then she doesn't want to get out to her best mate and her podcast buddy, does she? Because that would be embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, you've been seriously good Nick this season. I reckon you should be fancying your chances already. I mean, so far, at the time of recording, you've taken 11 wickets, an average of 6.8, a colony rate of 3.2. You must be feeling seriously good about your game at the moment. Yeah, I am. You know, I've had a long winter away commentating. So to come back and, and actually put some performances in has been really nice. Um, I reckon a couple of the coaches would have thought that I'd be a bit rusty. But I've always said best when fresh. And it's good that I've been able to back that up at the start of the year. I guess with the county stuff, the standard's not as good as the Charlotte Edwards Cup or the 100 would be. So that's where we're really going to test if, if, you know, it is best when fresh. But it's nice to take wickets and, and perform for Lancashire. Having given up the captaincy this year, it's really freed me up to be able to, you know, just concentrate on myself and sort of be a little bit selfish and enjoy it and, and go about my game in, in a way that I did a few years ago. And it, it's, kind of, it's kind of helping. So Welshfire now is, is the side. So, so I kind of have to ask, what are your thoughts about hikes through the Brecon Beacons? Because Gary Kirsten, the men's head coach last year, came out and said pre-tournament that his idea of bonding sessions for all the players was to take them on a eight-hour hike through the Brecon Beacons. Now, we've heard that didn't happen because I, I think Ian Cobain's word on the matter was they didn't think it was a good idea. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the Brecon Beacons if, I, I don't know, if Mark O'Leary decides or Tammy decides let's go on a team bonding walk, what would your thoughts be on that? Do you know what? I've always wanted to climb a mountain or two, so why not? <laughs> I would say the best way to bond as a team, though, is to have a beer in a team room. So I'd be very much saying, let's all just sit in a room and have a few drinks. That's the best way to, you know, all t- come together. But Tammy says we're walking up a massive hill, then so be it, we're doing it. So my other question then, obviously, as representing the Rolsch Fire, how well do you know Cardiff? Because I was born in Cardiff, my girlfriend's from Cardiff, it's a really proud community. How much do you know about Cardiff? I had a really good night out there last year, and that's about as good as I know Cardiff. Where was that, out of interest? I have absolutely no idea. It was the <laughs> only place that would let us in at like 2 o'clock in the morning. It was after... England had played a T20 there, the men, and we went out after that. So it was a late one. Um, but yeah, not very well. I actually walked to the ground to commentate. I walked the wrong way. <laughs> Which way did you go then? Well, <laughs> I went down centre and I went right instead of left. Oh, no. I went oh, completely no. late to work. Well, don't worry. If you don't know much about Cardiff, I've got the perfect solutions. I've got a little quiz for you to put together some questions about Cardiff. My, I got my girlfriend to add some questions as well. So you're getting real, you're not just getting mine, you're getting a real Cardiff, I have no idea what, the Cardiffian, I don't know if that's a thing. You're getting a real Cardiff resident's perspective on Cardiff. So I've got five questions for you. Um, we'll start with a relatively easy one, hopefully. Which river runs through Cardiff and has an end named after it at Sophia Gardens? I just thought it was called the River End. Oh, no. It does have a name. The Cardiff River. No, it's the River Taff. Oh, I did know that. (laughs) It's easy to say that once you know the answer, though, isn't it? (laughs) Very frustrating. The River Taff is an auto... And I think that is... I'll put my two pence forward. I think it's the best-named end in county cricket. Love the River Taff. And hopefully you won't get hit... Actually, hopefully you'll hit a few into the River Taff this year. Second question... Do you know what Welsh rarebit is? Rarebit? Welsh rarebit. Rare like a steak, bit like a bit. It's not a rabbit. 
No, it's not. It's not a rabbit. No, it's a, it's. A do you think it was? It's a is it's it, a cuisine. So it's a type of food. Yes. What? Oh, uh, Jesus. <laughs> Pigeon. <laughs> I love the idea that Welsh people eat pigeons, but uh, no, it's actually. Um, it's uh, my granddad loves this. It's cheese on toast, basically, but instead of like cheese, you get like a proper cheese sauce. So no, oh. you have your like pasta cheese sauce or whatever, and then you melt it and like grill it onto toast. Does that sound? A bit, it doesn't look like you sound. That, that sounds appealing. That sounds horrific. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you what, I'll give it a go. Give it a go. Well, that's. That's all we need for the representation yeah. of the Welsh fire. Okay, so we'll go to like hopefully this will be this will be good for like popular culture. Do you watch Gavin and Stacey? Yes, I bumped okay. into somebody on the train from that show the other day. No way, who? Thought it was Hugh Grant, but it turns out it it was Bryn. Rob Brydon. Yes. Rob Brydon. There Sorry, can I, how do you get Hugh Grant and Rob Brydon muddled up? That's and do you know the embarrassing thing is, I even googled Hugh Grant and I was like, it's definitely him. <laughs> I was texting Rossi being like that Scottish actor is opposite me what? <laughs> yeah so my knowledge of Wales isn't that great let's be honest but you have met someone from Gavin and Stacey which opens up this question we're going to talk about Barry's most famous resident Nessa from Gavin and Stacey do you know her surname it's a common Welsh one it's a common Welsh one, which hopefully narrow things down. I can't even think of anything Welsh. Um, Nessa, I don't know. I don't know a Welsh surname. I genuinely have no idea. It's Jenkins. Oh, Jen- is that Welsh? I was thinking. I was originally going to go with with Stacey's, which is West, but that's not very Welsh. It didn't really fit the theme. But we've got a couple more, so plenty of time to redeem yourself. Which of these places isn't a district in the city of Cardiff? Splot, Old St. Melons, or Three Cocks? Splot. That's incorrect. Splot is actually... (laughs) Splot is a place, uh, and that's actually where I was born. Uh, As with many other... Yeah, that's where I was born, Splot. It's um, actually... If you'll hear what my grandmother says about it, it's called Splo, because that sounds much posher, but it's not. It's called Splot. Wonderful part of Cardiff. Um, it's also a place, as it's Old St. Melons, it's actually Three Cocks, which isn't... I do like the idea of a place being called Three Cocks, though. I think it's... I And I've been... It is outside... It is outside a place, but it's in, like, central Wales. Oh. So, it, if it's any consolation, it is a place, and it's technically in Wales. So, we're all there. The final... Welsh question, and hopefully this is the big redeemer. Do you know what the Welsh translation of Welsh fire is? People keep tagging me in it, and well, I presume they're tagging me in it because they're speaking <laughs> Welsh to me, and I've got absolutely no idea what they're saying. Um, and does it start with a Y or has a Y in it? It does have a Y in it, yes. Yeah, but that's all I know. And then they put a little dragon on the end. Dragon on the end. It's, uh, and I, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation on this, I think. It's Tan Simrig. That's um, the one, because it's on the Welsh Fire Instagram. It's on the Instagram. It's on the badge as well, I think. So Yeah. I think lots to learn about, <laughs> <laughs> about Cardiff. Um, but 
I look, I, I think it's an experience that like you can immerse yourself in the culture. Yeah. Why don't we redo that quiz after the, sh- the competition? See if I've got any better. Yes. I think that's an absolutely brilliant idea. <laughs> um, but I think that's the great thing about like going to this new place because obviously you've played so much in, in Manchester and all. It, it just, it's cool to go somewhere new, be somewhere for like all this period of time and just kind of learn a bit more about it and, and get to experience a different part of the UK. So it must be pretty cool. It is pretty cool. And, and I've got a lot to learn, let's be honest, because that, that was a shambles. And I do apologize for all the Welsh people out there because I don't know anything. Well, my girlfriend does have, I think it's an A-level in Welsh. So if you need any like Welsh phrases or anything, I will I'll give you a number. She can yeah, teach you. The embarrassing thing is, mum's mum was Welsh and lived in Wales like all her life. Right. So you've got the connection there. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been a few times. Don't ask me where because I've got no idea. <laughs> well, <laughs> I feel like we should maybe start to talk about something that we all know more about than Wales. And that's yeah. cricket, in particular the IPL, because we are in the midst of an IPL season right now. And you, Alex, are a big RCB fan. What have you made of their season so far? Oh, I mean, they started great, didn't they? They started really well. I think, did they win four on the bounce? We've found ourselves third or four. And now we keep getting bowled out for under 100. I'm like, what is going on? Um, but no, I love the IPL. I think I've not watched all that much of it this year, if I'm completely honest. I'm, I'm commenting next week, so I best do some research. Um, but, you know, I, I love it. And the RCB have always been up and down. Um, and I guess they're just carrying on that legacy. How did you become an RCB fan? I've interest. I find it interesting how people over here choose their IPL teams. My dad supported Kings Eleven Punjab um, because he thought the kit looked like it was the Arsenal kit. I supported Pune Warriors India because they had Alfonso Thomas, who for some reason I, I very much liked back in the day. He um, was a king, though. He was a king. But how, how do you become an RCB fan? Complete honesty. We were in Mumbai on an England tour, and there was a picture of Virat Kohli in RCB kit just before the IPL started. So I took a picture with it and went, I might as well support them now. To be fair, that is, that is perfectly reasonable. I think it's much less tenuous than my like for Alfonso Thomas. So perfectly <laughs> works. Then Glenn Maxwell, who's a good friend of mine, now plays for them, so I've got to follow them. That's a fun team, isn't it? It's a fun team as well. Josh Hazelwood, when India has to run it. Loads of great players. Obviously, there's a lot of talk currently about a potential women's IPL maybe being on the horizon. Would you be interested in playing in that? Would that be something that would be cool to do? Oh, yeah, definitely. I'd love to play in the women's IPL. I don't, don't think I'd be good enough. don't think I'd get picked. Definitely would love to go over and commentate, though. So if I can't go and play, I would definitely love to go out there with the commentary stuff. But, yeah, I think it's about time there's a women's IPL, if we're completely honest. It's been talked about for a couple of years now. They've got the Challenger Trophy, and I, I think hopefully from next year they'll, they'll start adding a few more teams. I think they should. I mean, it's long overdue, if we're being honest. You know, the challenge is definitely a step in the right direction, but all the major franchise tournaments pretty much have a women's tournament except the IPL, and that's a pretty glaring omission. So, yeah, sort that out, please, guys. Exactly. One tournament, that, <laughs> one tournament that definitely does have a women's competition is the 100, which obviously you played last year and did a lot of coverage on it um, for the BBC, TMS. In general, as not like big overall arcing tournament, what have you made of it? Oh, just incredible. It really exceeded my expectations last year. When we played that first game down at the Oval and there was, you know, seven or 8,000 people there, I can't remember how many people there in the end. Um, it just, 
blew everything out the water and and I was just like this is incredible and brought back all those same feelings as it did when I played for England and that's the closest to international cricket I've I've got for four years now and and it was just honestly amazing the the best franchised cricket tournament I've played in around the world well Ed and I were both there weren't we we were there for that first game and it felt like such a moment I had never seen anything like that in the women's game it just felt like this is right this should be happening now and it was brilliant I think it was such an amazing experience and I'm so glad that it, it took off in the way it did when you are starting like in that situation right you've got big crowd lots of people who don't really know what to expect you have no idea what to expect what is the feeling like when you're actually walking out there before the first ball is bowled I mean obviously you were you were in the sidelines at that point for the first ball but but when you're as a side preparing for that is there a sense of trepidation how are you all feeling I think excitement, to be completely honest, is that that clip of Emma Lamb watching the fireworks going, oh my God. And I think that sums it up perfectly because that's exactly what it was like. We were like, this is incredible. This is amazing. The fireworks, you know, the music, the noise. It was just honestly like surreal to be a part of in women's domestic cricket. And the, the way they gathered momentum and carried on getting bigger and bigger. It, you kind of do get used to it, but every single time you went out on the field, you'd look around, you'd be like, oh my God, there's so many people here. Yeah, of course. It was such an amazing experience and I'm really excited to see how it pans out this year. I want to talk about something which I feel like I don't ever get to say on this podcast. And that is the fact that our guest has far more media experience and acumen than the two of us combined, which is a weird situation for us. You obviously have done so much media stuff, TMS, and of course, the Nobles podcast with Kate Cross. How much fun has that been for you? Oh, it's been amazing. It's, it's something that I never thought I would do either. I sort of fell into the commentary and, and then we fell into the podcast. Um, the only reason I started commentating was because Isha Goa couldn't make a day. And um, I was actually at Old Trafford watching the cricket and the BBC message saying, do you want to come and commentate? And I remember Joss but- Butler hitting a six and Henry Moran saying, that was a good shot, wasn't it, Alex? And I just went, and he was like, Alex, you're on the radio, you've got to talk. Like, oh, right, yeah, it was a good shot. And you sort of think from that day, how I've made a career for myself, I've got no idea, but sort of fell into it and, and genuinely can't see myself doing anything else now. I absolutely love it. And with the podcast, you know, it that's just taken off over the last couple of years and, and signing for the BBC was was massive for me and Crossy. And yeah, it's been it's been a whirlwind since I lost that England contract, but I don't think I would change anything for the world. How did you get into doing the podcast in the first place? What was the kind of thought process behind starting up with Kate Cross? Well, there was no thought process. Um, me and Crossy... <laughs> abuse each other on social media was basically how it started and I think we had like three messages saying you lot are funny you should start a podcast so I messaged her being like well shall we and she was like shall we and that was it we started it and I she was playing cricket for England at the time and I wasn't I sort of needed something to get me up and about once a week twice a week whatever it was so started googling how to start a podcast and and did it all ourselves edited it uploaded it onto the internet and we just sort of stuck at it for a couple of years. What's the transition been like from, I guess, doing that to start off with, kind of just doing it for a laugh and actually doing it as your job? You've done loads of coverage of the Ashes. You're all over TMS at the moment. It, it must be, I guess, quite a weird transition from playing for England, playing profession, then suddenly being on the other side of it very quickly. Yeah, it is. It's, it's really peculiar. But equally, I, before I started playing cricket for England, I was a massive cricket fan. And... Mm. Now I can go back to being a cricket fan and just enjoy my cricket and watch it and 
sort of privileged enough to be able to commentate on it as well and, and just talk about what I see, what I enjoy, what I don't. Um, and I guess what what has worked so well for me is just that I'm me on the radio and, and me on the podcast. Um, so, yeah, it, it has been a whirlwind, but, you know, it's, it's great. And the fact, the only time I get nervous is when Crossy's playing and or bowling. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't be biased. I can't, you know chuck her under the bus or I can't say some things that she's told me so I do have to watch myself but you know I, I'm, a, I'm a cricket badger I'm, I'm an England fan and just privileged to be able to do what I do. And so obviously that's you know that's gonna be your future a lot of media stuff do you still think about pushing for the England side because it's a really talented outfit but you know you're a World Cup winner consistently taking wickets is that still something that drives you? Uh, no not at all to be completely honest. <laughs> You know, if if they turned around tomorrow and said, "Do you want to come and train and play?" You know, never say never. Um, but with the with the unit that they've got, the spin unit, you know, they've got an unbelievable pool of players. You know, I'm fortunate enough to have sort of been there, done that, won the World Cup, and then lost that England contract. But now I just enjoy playing cricket. Yes, I'm still a professional cricketer, but there's almost like that weight lifted off my shoulders where I know I've got a full time job on the side that I can go to whenever I want. Um, but yeah, never say never. But I guess I don't feel like it will come. Final thing on our end, for Welsh Fire fans out there, what can we, what can they expect from you and the team this year? What should they look forward to? Well, hopefully they can look forward to me learning a bit more about Wales and Cardiff in particular. Um, but I guess from my point of view, like I will just always play with a smile on my face. I think it, you know, playing professional cricket is a, yes, you've got to work hard, but it's an unbelievable job and something that I feel really incredibly lucky to do. Um, so hopefully we'll bring you some wins and, and some, you know, smiles on your faces. But if not, I'll be in a bar down the road after the game. So I'll catch you down there. Perfect. Well, there are 10 spoons in Cardiff. So you are in a fabulous position. And uh, thank you so much for joining us and look forward to doing a, another quiz after the season when you've hopefully learned more about, uh, about my hometown. I am so sorry for that shambles. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that chat with Alex. Me and Charlie certainly did. She's a great laugh and hopefully she has a great season for the Welsh Fire. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you want to keep up with everything we're doing at Podcast 100 on Twitter is the place to be. We've got some new episodes on the way very soon. I know it's been a quiet period without the 100. We've been working hard on our jobs and stuff, but we are coming back with some new episodes coming soon. So keep in touch with us on Twitter at Podcast 100 and feel free to go listen back to some of your favourite episodes from the off-season. There's some good stuff in there. Thank you very much for listening and we'll speak to you next time. Next time.